Father, this morning, we love you. We love you, Lord Jesus. And we love you, Holy Spirit, our teacher. I pray today every ear is a listening ear. Every heart, good ground, willing and ready to receive the seed of God's word. Let it be planted into our hearts. Spirit of God, speak to us individually today. Speak to us as a church corporately today. And show us the Father's ways in these days. And all God's people said, Amen. This morning, I've got some specific questions to ask you. So you need to listen. And maybe you can't answer them right away, but that's fine because I'll give you the scriptures. But I want to begin this morning by saying the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been ineffective because it's been playing church instead of being the church. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been asleep instead of awake. It's been inactive instead of active. It's been disobedient instead of obedient. It's been cold instead of hot. It's been powerless instead of powerful. It's been selfish instead of selfless. And it's been prayerless instead of prayerful. Now that's the church in general. Now listen. The remnant church, on the other hand, is rising up. Say rising up. And moving out. What is the... The remnant church moving out in resurrection power and resurrection authority. Now listen, in the days ahead, it is imperative for every believer to demonstrate the love of Christ, Holy Ghost boldness, and to endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So I, I'm telling you, we're, we're part of the remnant church. We're not the, the church in general that's out there that doesn't have a clue, that's still wearing a mask. God is moving us out in the love of God because there is a harvest out there to reach. He's moving us out there in Holy Ghost boldness. And then He is moving us out there, helping us learn to endure hardship. And that's the word I want to give you today, because Tuesday morning when I was eating my Cheerios, God spoke to me this word. I don't want anybody sleeping today. Do you always talk loud? Yeah, when people sleep. I wake them up. You don't sleep in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're asleep, then stand up. 
Amen? Amen. I think Charlie's going to be a preacher. Yeah. Now, I want you to look at Acts chapter 3. We have the kids in here today because I think the kids should be in here. They need to hear it too. They need to worship. We need to worship together. Here's the first question I'm going to ask you today. As a believer, do you know what has been given to you? Do you know what has been given to you? Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him, with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Peter and John knew what they had. And they had to give it away. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat at begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. We are going to see in the days ahead... In the near future, I believe this with all my heart. We are going to see wonder and amazement. Does that mean the preacher's going to move out? No, it means you. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The spotlight should never be on a man. It should never be on the gift. It should be on Jesus. And in these last days, we're going to see the people. Everyone that's born of His Spirit going out and stirring up the crowd with wonder and amazement. So I'm asking you, do you know what you've been given? Say, I've been given the name of Jesus, the power of attorney. I can use the name and the sick will be healed. Amen? Number two, as a believer... Do you know what God has promised you? Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. And you're not going to like this, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. We're asking ourselves some individual questions. As a believer, do you know what's been given to you? If you're a born-again child of God, you know what's been given to you. Don't let it lie dormant. Use the name of Jesus. Number two, as a believer, do you know what God has promised you? Second Timothy chapter three, verse 10. The apostle Paul is speaking to his, his spiritual son Timothy and he says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions? What? I endured. 
Say, I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So I want to tell you what God's promised you. Persecution. You can leave now if you want to. But it's still true. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I saw some things this week in town that just blew me away. Talk about deception. But you must, now listen, he's telling Timothy, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them, and from the childhood you've known the Holy Scriptures, which, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. So do you see this? We've been promised persecution, but we've also been promised, if we'll keep our nose in the book and get the book into our spirit, we can endure anything, any persecution, anything that comes against you as a believer. You can stand strong and be bold in the faith because you're a believer in Jesus. And God's promise, just as he did with Paul, he will deliver you out of them all. Look at First Peter 4. First Peter chapter 4. God's right now in this hour, if you know what he's doing, he's raising up the remnant church. Not to be weak and wimpy, to be strong and bold. Some people don't like strong and bold. That means they're not going to like me. They might not like you. But it's just the way it is. The early church, listen, it's the same church. We're in the same, same dispensation. Look at 1 Peter. It says in verse chapter 4, verse 12, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy if you're reproached insulted or reviled for the name of Christ, blessed are you. Say, I'm blessed. We're talking about being persecuted. Blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. You know what? You need to wake up in the morning. Say this with me. The spirit of glory and of God rests upon me. And then after you say it, you need to say it again so you'll get it down in your nowhere. you got to know it down here. I'm talking, you need to wake up in the morning and you need to wake up with an attitude. Look out, devil, here I come. That is the attitude that you need to have. I want the spirit of glory. Do you want the spirit of glory? Do you want the glory of God manifested? you want the glory in the church? You know, in, in times of old, in, in past crusades, healing dispensations, the glory of God would fill the temple as it did in the Old Testament. You could see it. I want to see the glory. Well, then you're going to have to learn how to endure. Someone would ask me, Pastor Mike, what, what have you learned 
you know, the 30 plus years you've been in the city of Norfolk. We've learned how to endure. What about the church? We've learned how to endure. Good times and bad times, dry times and wet times. Did you get that? If you go to church here, you'll get that. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. We're asking ourselves questions. As believers, do you know what has been given to you? Do you know what God has promised you? Number three, as a believer, do you know you must endure hardship? I don't know if I want to go to this church. I don't feel too good when he preaches. You know, many Christians get born again and they think, oh, they're just going to float around on clouds and strum harps or banjos or whatever. It's not that way. You're going to have to learn. You're inducted into an army. The army of God. That's why I'm drawn. I have such great respect for men and women in the military that have served their nation. Uh, given their lives. Look at 2 Timothy 2. This is what Paul tells Timothy, and this is what the Spirit of God is speaking to us today. You therefore, harvest church, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you've heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now look at verse 3. This is the part you don't want to probably listen to. You therefore, you therefore must, say must. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer even to the point of chains. How many have been in chains yet? But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, he said all this to this point and he says, therefore I what? Endure some things. No, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. I endure all things for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying. If if we died with him, we shall live with him. Now look at verse 12. If we endure, we shall also what? Reign with him. But the thing I want you to see, as a believer, do you know why you must endure hardship? Endure means To hold one's ground in conflict. It means to bear up against adversity. To hold out under stress. To stand firm. To persevere under pressure. Waiting calmly and courageously. So in this hour, the church should be what? Waiting. Should we be nervous? Like Barney? Get our one bullet out? 
We should wait calmly and what? Courageously. It's the way it should be. But we endure all things for the sake of the elect. Listen, you and I need, in the days ahead, endure some hardship because there's a harvest out there to reach. There are people out there that need Jesus. And I'll tell you what, if you don't, if we don't get to them, the devil surely will. The harvest is ripe. And our eyes need to be open to see and our ears need to be open to to their cry. Amen? Resurrection. It's all about life. Who is life? Jesus. So we need to give that life away. We need to tell them about Jesus. Amen? Number four, as a believer, do you know how long you must endure? (laughs) I've watched a lot of ministers and uh, yeah, I watch Pastor Hank. He's very prophetic. And a lot of the prophets, what they're speaking. And people got in their head that, you know, by January, whatever, 20th, Trump was going to be back in. He's not in yet. So, yeah, that's right. But what do we need to do? We need to believe the Lord and we will be established, believe the prophets, and we'll prosper. you got to hold Fast to the word of God. How long should we endure? Jesus said in Matthew 10, 22, but he who endures to the end, to the end, then we will be saved. There's a, you know the parable of the soils? There's the stony places where the, the seed of the word is planted, but it doesn't bear fruit. Amen? It might shoot up a spring sprout, but what it, what it refers to is superficial and impulsive hearers of the gospel. Superficial and impulsive. Oh yeah, they hear it and they receive it with joy and they get excited. But when the hard times come, they quit enduring. And that's not the way it should be. Amen? They receive it with joy because of the benefits to be received, but do not consider the cost and sacrifice involved. And that's what I'm telling you today. Isn't it fun to come and worship God and joy? But, it, you know, there's going to be times in your life as a believer, it's not going to be easy. And you've already recognized that. If you're a young believer, you better get ready because it's inevitable. You've got to, you know, you've got to consider the cost and the sacrifice that's involved. You're going to have to realize there will be trials and afflictions that will want you to quit. I'm telling you today, if you're part of the remnant army, you can't quit. You and I have to keep fighting. See, what happens, some Christians, times get hard, they don't endure, then they give up on the preacher, they give up on the church. And their spiritual roots... Stop. They don't go down any deeper. But then there'll be believers, the remnant, that will hear the word, receive it, act on it, and their spiritual root system will become even stronger. I can tell, I can tell you stories because I'm a shepherd and I know my sheep. I could tell you stories about people that have lost children. They've experienced tragedy. 
But their spiritual root system went down deep and they're still in the body of Christ today and they're still bearing fruit for God today. They didn't quit. It's too easy to quit. Amen? Boy, you got an attitude. I do today. It's a good attitude. See, everything he's saying is true. It's the gospel. Amen. How long do you endure? 1 Corinthians 13, if you remember this. Love endures some things. No. You know, Val and Kathy have had to endure Brian and Mike. But they're called to endure till the end. Did you hear that, Kathy and Val? Brian, Brian, you might have to remind Val. When she gets on your case, I think Val's nicer than Kathy, though. (laughs) No, that's all right. We're still married. Amen. Now, as I'm almost done, as a believer, do you know what it takes to be rewarded? Let me let me tell you, first Corinthians chapter three, 14, if anyone's work, which he's built on endures, he will receive a reward. We're talking about building up the foundation, the right spiritual foundation. And if you do that, and if I do that and we're faithful and we stand true, there will be rewards. Do you know, when we get to heaven, they're going to pass out some rewards. Yeah, we might be judged. Good and bad. But, you know, I believe we're going to see some rewards. Amen? I said amen. Amen. Hebrews 10.35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance. What's he telling us? Do not give up. Hold fast to your confidence. Which has great reward. So if you hold fast to your confidence, what's coming? A reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. James 5 verse 11, referring to Job. He says, indeed, we count them blessed to endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. He's the beginning and the end. That the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Amen. Look at one more. Luke 12. And I want to tell you, this is what God spoke to me when I was eating my Cheerios. Sometimes I get the word when I'm in the shower. Sometimes I get it when I'm driving down this road here to the stop sign. But I got it Tuesday morning when I was eating my Cheerios. So I had Cheerios again today. Last question is this, and it's a sobering question. Are you listening? As a believer, do you know what's required of you? As a believer, do you know what's required of you? And this is what I heard in my spirit, and it was so faint, but I heard it. And it was from Luke chapter 12. For everyone to whom much is given, 
From him much will be required. Let me say that again. For everyone to, to whom much is given, from him much will be required. Well, you know, I thought about that. But do you realize what did the Father give? Jesus Christ, his Son, to die on a cross for you and I. How much could you more could you give? And if you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you and I will be held accountable for what we've been given. Well, I just want to receive Jesus, live out my life, and not have any adversity, and just one day go to sleep and wake up in heaven. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. This parable, and I'm not going to take the time to read it all. Jesus, is, this is on the faithful servant and the evil servant. And at verse 35, it says, Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. Is your waist girded? Orientals in that time, what they did had long robes. They had to gird up those robes and tie them with the sash or the belt so they could run. They had to be prepared and ready. I, I believe we're living in the last days. I don't believe Jesus is coming tomorrow. I think the church has a lot to do. I'm not the one that believes that Jesus is coming here that soon because we haven't become the body of Christ that we have been mandated to be or called to be. we got a lot of work to do, folks. So this is on the faithful servant and the evil servant. And it says in verse 42, Who then is then faithful and a wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. So if Jesus came right now, could you tell him that you've been effective? Could you tell him you've received much, you've received gifts from him, but what have you done with them? Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. This is the faithful servant. But, but if that servant says in his heart, my master's delaying his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants to eat, drink, and be drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he's not looking for him and at an hour when he's not aware and will cut him into and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Now look at verse 47. And when the servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself to do according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. So there's some judgment right there. But, now listen, but he who did not know yet committed things deserving of stripes shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required, and to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. Those who have the greatest knowledge of the truth. I'm almost done, so listen to this statement. I got your attention. 
those who have the greatest knowledge of the truth will be held accountable for the wise stewardship of that knowledge. So if you know some things and you're not doing what you know you should be doing, you will be held accountable. What should we as a church be doing right now in this season? What's this church called? Harvest Church. So it's all about souls. I'm, my wife and I, and I'm not going to apologize for it, we're not one for having a program for every problem there is in society. And there's a lot of problems right now. We're not big on counseling, are we? I didn't think so. What's going to happen is if you choose to come to this church, you're going to make a decision. You're going to grow spiritually. You're going to become doers of the word and not hearers only. You're not here for a bless me club. You're here to learn how to bless others. You're not here to become weak and wimpy. You're here to become strong spiritually and put down a spiritual root system. You're here because you know God's called you to bear fruit. Well, I don't think I like the worship leader. Well, I don't either. Listen, let me finish. I love him. Called to love. You don't have to like everybody. This is a good thing here. Now, are you listening? You don't have to like everybody, but you're commanded to love them. And I've had a lot of sheep through 30 years I didn't care much for, but I'm called to love them and take care of them. And if they wish to receive from me, then that's good. Not everybody's going to like Abe. Not everybody's going to like the preacher. Not everybody might like the the one that's working in the nursery or teaching the children. But you've got to learn how to be flexible. You've got to learn how to be teachable. You've got to learn because I'll guarantee you. Say you got a, you got a problem with somebody in the church. God will see to it that you're right there with them. So they just rub you raw. That's how God works. To develop your character. So your fruit can come forth. You know, it doesn't happen unless you go through storms. There's no victory without the cross. And I know some of you are going through some difficult times right now. Right now, These are the kind of messages you need to hear. Not here to just pat you on the head and say everything's going to be right. No, get with the program. Where would you hear that from my wife? I love my wife. She's a strong woman. And there's times, you know, the boys will attest the fact that she's told me, get with the program. Did I want to hear that? No. I wanted her to say, oh, I love you. Come here. It'll be all right. That's right. Those who have the greatest knowledge of the truth will be held accountable for the wise stewardship of that knowledge. Years ago, there was a man, a very influential man, I respected very much. And he knew Jesus. 
And he was an intelligent man, but he made this statement, and I thought it was odd. He said, don't tell me anymore because I don't want to be held accountable for it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I just don't want to hear all this because then I've got to be held accountable for it. That's, that's not good. That's a cop-out, folks. We need the truth because the truth will what? So as a believer, do you know what's required of you? Go into all the world, whether it be Norfolk, maybe it's your neighborhood, maybe it's somewhere else where you work, but you're to go and be an example because he said in Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. You have been given, say I've been given, the name of Jesus Christ. Then we, we learn that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And everyone said, but out of them all, the Lord will deliver me. Then we learned if we continue to endure in the days ahead, we'll reign with him. If you don't want to reign with Christ, then quit. I want to, I want to win. I want to reign with him. And then we, we learn we've got to endure how, how long? To the end. When's the end, Pastor? Well, I'm, we just need to focus on the day. Amen. Then we, then we learned you're blessed if you endure. And then we learned to whom much is given, much will be required. And the people visiting said, does it mean when he closes his book in the Bible that we're done? No, that means that was just the introduction. Let's stand to our feet today. Well, that wasn't bad. 30 minutes. I've heard longer. There's some on YouTube. Man, those guys go an hour and 52. Well, if you're anointed to do that, amen. I'm, I'm good for 30. Every eye closed. No one looking around. You're here today and you've heard what I said. Two things. Number one, if you're here today and you were to die right now, do you know where you would go? It's interesting. There's a billboard out there on the highway. How many have seen it? Raise your hand. What's it say? Are you going to heaven? Are you going to hell? I, I like direct. That's about as direct as you can be. Keep your eyes shut. I want to give you an opportunity today, if you've never made Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. God loves you. There's no other way to the Father except through the Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, His Son. Salvation is a free gift. You don't get it by being a good person or going to a certain church, belonging to a certain denomination. You just need to realize you're a sinner and there's no other way to get to heaven except through Jesus Christ. God loves you. You know, we've all sinned. We come short of the glory of God. But you need to recognize God loves you. The world, He loves you. No matter what you've done, where you've been, He loves you just the way you are. 
So today the word of God says this. How, how do you get born again? You All you need, need to do is pray a simple prayer. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's very simple. You just ask Jesus to come into your heart. So I, I want to pray today for you. If you're here today, I, I, I'm going to have us all pray with you, and I'm not going to point you out or embarrass you in any way. But if, if you're here today and you say, Preacher, I want to go to heaven. I know now. I'm, a ha- I'm held accountable for what I know. I know that Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father. And I want Him to come live in my heart. I want to know when I die where I'm going and I want to go to heaven. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun people. So if you're here today and you have never made a quality decision to ask Jesus Christ into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior, today is the day. I want you to slip your hand up. If you want Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Okay, I see those hands. Then let's all pray this prayer. Look up at me now. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. But Jesus died for my sins. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus, I invite you into my life, into my heart. I declare... And I decree today, Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. I've received you today. Now use me, Lord, in the days ahead to glorify your Son. I thank you, Father, for the gift of salvation through your Son, Jesus. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. The next thing is, and I'll let you go. If you're here today, and really everyone should raise your hand, are you, are you ready to answer the call to endure? Folks, listen to me. It's not going to be easy in the days ahead in some respects. It hasn't been easy. But there's some things in the days ahead. There's going to be good things, but there's going to be some difficult things too. That's why you need to draw close to him. Every day. Talk to him every day. Read his word every day. Be in fellowship with him every day. If you're here today and you know that you need to endure to the end, raise your hand. Everyone. Can I tell you something? Then you put your hands down. Whining and complaining about what you're dealing with isn't going to solve the problem. Speaking and declaring the word is what we need to do. If you catch yourself whining and complaining, 
negative talk, negative speech. We're all, we're all human beings. We all miss it. But you've got to do a checkup on yourself. Keep your mind renewed to the Word of God. Amen? If I get, if I get tired and weak and start, she'll help me. And I try to help her. We, husbands and wife, you need to help each other. Build each other up. Encourage each other. Amen? Amen. Well, God loves you. I love you. If you visited us today, how many visitors did we have? Let me see your hands. First time visitors. First time. You didn't run away. God bless you. You two ladies, mama and daughter, you should be proud of him. There's a call on his life to serve God. He's a fine young man. And he's getting ready I know, to serve God in the days ahead. So support him and encourage him. You might not understand him sometimes. I don't. But he's a wonderful guy, wonderful young man, and you should be proud of him. Amen, amen. Well, go eat your ham. Is that what we're having, ham? How many are having ham? Let me see here. How many are going to Culver's? Well, they're closed, aren't they? Amen. God bless you and happy Easter.